Welcome to Get Up in the Cool, old-time music with Cameron DeWitt and friends. This week's friends are Kat Moser and Clint Dylan O'Grady, a.k.a. Kat and Clint. We recorded this at Twingadiddly-Doo at Aisha and Richard McEwen's place in Lockwood South, Victoria. Aisha and Richard, thank you so much for your hospitality. I had a great time hanging out with you two and trying out all your wines and banjos and uh, watching the footy finals. This episode is brought to you in part by Elderly Instruments in Lansing, Michigan, my go-to for your traditional instruments and accessories. Next time you want to upgrade your instrument or you run out of strings or lose your favorite pick or your tuner breaks, go stock up at elderly.com. If you get to the end of this interview and want more Cat and Clint in your life, and I suspect you might, stick around for the outro, and I'll tell you where to get their newest record. Also, while this show does have sponsors, it's mainly funded by its listeners. If you want to keep Get Up in the Cool going every week and get some exclusive bonus content, stick around afterwards for details. But first, here's my interview and jam with Kat and Clint. Enjoy.
Cat Moser and Clint Dylan O'Grady with an E. Thank you. <laughs> Welcome to Get Up in the Cool. Thank, Thank you. you very much. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. So we just played Snake Wander. Snake Wander. I've never played this tune before. Yeah, it's a tune that we learnt um, last year. It's a Buddy Thomas tune. It's a fiddler from Kentucky. And um, we learnt that when we're at Cowan Creek Mountain Music School in Kentucky last year, sort of July ish. Late July, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so um, to put things into context, right now we're just outside of Bendigo. Hmm. Where are we specifically? Twang a diddly do. Well, we're at Twang a do, of course. Richard McHugh and, and, and uh, Aisha, Aisha's farm. So, um, but we're in uh, Lockwood South. Lockwood South. Thank you. That's the answer I was looking for. But more importantly, Twang a diddly do. Yeah. Um, this is the general kind of area. You're in this region. Yeah. And so it's notable that you were in Cowan Creek Music yeah. School. Yeah. How yeah. often do you go to the states? That was our second time. Yeah, we've only been states. twice. Been twice. Yes. It's a long way and costs yeah. a lot of money. Mm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is and it does. Yeah. 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 Our dollar's not usually uh, very good compared to the American dollar. So right. Yeah. Right. Usually, usually costs twice as much. As, yeah. As the other way around. <laughs> Man. Yeah. But so, yeah, we were over there last year, and the first time we went was 2010. Yeah. So yeah. Were Were you there this most recent time? Was it? So you're going to a school? Yeah. Like, was it? just an educational fun trip or are you like playing shows as well we or? played a few shows yeah yeah so which was really fun yeah we played at the floyd country store mm. and a few places like that it was really so great yeah <laughs> that was a were you on like exciting. the radio show no no okay we did i think it was like a saturday afternoon um did, mac yeah. Trainum is a good friend of ours and he yeah. sort of helped us out getting getting a gig there and did you meet tim kane <laughs> Um, Do you know who that is? I can't he was going to be uh, Hillary Clinton's uh, vice president if things yeah. had oh. gone a different way. Yeah. Wow. But he, apparently he comes out all the time. Oh, right. So, like, Does there's he... all these old time musicians just posing with Tim Kaye. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did he go yeah. to the session? We did a session on Sunday. I don't know. If, he uh, may have come. He may have come. He played yeah. harmonica. Oh, right. Oh. I can't remember. Kind of like know, a yeah. handsome dad kind of figure. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that Mac was. Yeah. <laughs> he was like the, oh, shucks, dad. I wish you were my dad. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Um, I want to ask how you each got into this music, <laughs> um, other kinds of music you play, and also how, whenever I have a couple on, I always want to ask like, <laughs> how you met and yeah. Yeah, yeah. things like that, but... Yeah. I mean, maybe we could play another tune first. Um, mm-hmm. Tea Tree Waltz. Can we do the tea, tree, tea Tree Waltz? This is an Australian tune. It is. Yeah. yeah. Who? Where's it from? So it's from, I think it was came originally from Thursday Island, which is in the Torres Strait of, like, the very top north end. top of Australia. Um, there's a lot of islands around there. and um, yeah, Thursday guy, Island. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, it's only open one day a week. <laughs> yeah, no. So this is a this is an old waltz they used to play for dancers. Yeah. Um, Can it be dancers. traced back to a specific fiddler? Yeah. So they well, not a fiddler necessarily. Okay. I think it's traced as far back as they could trace it is um, a guy called Jaffa R. Matt who played um, in a lot of those mission string bands, and then uh, it was collected by Val McGuinness, another guy who is a mandolin player and. Um, string player up there and yeah what's a mission string band 
Um, so, well, the mission. I'm going to be taking us down a rabbit hole, but that's yeah, let's, exactly let's what open I want. Up this can, yeah. can of worms. Um, so, the missions were um, like in early colonial times. Um, uh, a way of collecting the local indigenous people and placing them in one area and converting them to really, being they were kind of what they believed they should have been instead religion. of being like things. Catholic, <laughs> Protestants, or. Um, Catholic, maybe? I don't maybe? know. I think they were Catholic. Anyway, so it was basically white people moved to Australia and um, sure. tried to yeah. um, introduce their culture and yeah. their religion onto the indigenous people. And, yeah. you know, it was very well-meaning, but, you know, basically stripped them of their culture and yeah. um, tried to... <sighs> Replace their culture with string band music? Well, <laughs> where did that come that in? That's where I opened cool up. thing that came out of yeah. it, I guess. Um, yeah. yeah, they had, like, these missions all around the country and... Um, so, kind of like reservations or yeah. something, I guess. Yeah, sure. Um, and, yeah, they I guess they had a lot of string bands and a lot of bush dances and, and a lot of the Indigenous people played yeah. sort of string bands. A, a lot of good music. country yeah. artists came out of it over, oh, over the years. So, um, was what was the name of the person again? Who um, so, Val McGuinness was the guy that collected yeah. that tune, one of the, one of the people, but... Um, yeah, so he collected it from Jaffa Armat, who was from Thursday Island, or maybe the Philippines. Was he Philippines? Philippines. Okay, so that's not far from. Okay. Like it's sort of near. Um, was he indigenous New Guinea and to there then? Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, so it's interesting. All that stuff It's sort of not um, very well documented, or yeah. that kind of history is hard to find. A lot written and recorded and all of that. So. Yeah. It's, just in case anybody wants to like look it up at home, can you like spell the name for me? Yeah, so it's T Tree Waltz. Oh well, yeah. Um, so T E A T R E E Waltz. But and, the um, uh, original musician. Uh, so his name was Jaffa Armat. Um, J A W F A A H M A W T. I think. Okay. Yeah, but um, Val McGuinness was the guy that collected it from him, and there's a bit, there's a little bit on online. Cool. few um the sound like midi recordings oh. of um and some notation of old old australian tunes yeah yeah right on yeah Was well yeah thanks for explaining or? that for me <laughs> oh yeah in definitely in yeah. the national library archives there's a lot of that yep. stuff as well but, but you don't even have to, i mean there's yeah yeah you can find a little bit just yep on the net jaffa mm. i yeah very cool mm. cool tea tree walks so let's try this one
What a cool waltz. Yeah. yeah. It's very good. Yeah. Are tea trees... Is What is a tea tree? Do we have those in America? I don't even I'm know. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, so tea tree is like a... Scrubby looking little bush. It's a, it's a shrub that grows in yeah. saline and wet areas. Yeah. Okay, very yeah. good. Yeah. Leptospermum is the mm. is that right? I think. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the plant nerds out there. Um, yeah. So, but we weren't sure if it was named after the tree or it, there's a place called Tea Tree up oh. north as well. But I'm not sure if that's yeah. Mm. Could be either or both. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Mm. Mm. Yeah. And I'm assuming the place was named after the tree as opposed to the other person. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so. um, Kat, yeah. did you um, grow up playing violin or fiddle yeah. even? Violin, violin and fiddle. Both? Yeah. Well, I started out on Suzuki and yeah. um, and did um, like exams, like violin classical exams yeah. and all of that. Did you like it? Growing um, up playing classical music? I, I guess so. Yeah. It was just sort of something I did, I think. When That's I was a good answer. I started when I was eight. My dad just brought a fiddle home one day. He is a bit of a collector of odd, odd instruments and he plays a little bit himself. And so, yeah, he brought, brought a fiddle home one day and yeah. I was like, here you go, learn this. When did uh, Suzuki and classical turn into fiddling? Um, well, I always kind of played a few folky tunes early on because that was what mum and dad kind of played around the house a bit too and um Did, well, yeah, like, what, describe folky like really oh, like, like some six, irish tunes okay, some, great. some bush dance tunes yeah. like australian tunes and and some old time american tunes i guess yeah. um sometimes just, when people say folky they mean like Joni mitchell yeah, yeah. which is also great you know <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah cool 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 yeah, so like, like traditional trad, music trad stuff yeah, yeah. Very good. But mainly, like, just, you know, I went to a, a violin teacher and did that whole um, classical thing. Yeah. And then, um, I guess, like, later down the track, Mum and Dad took me to Molden Folk Festival. It was my first folk festival. I didn't know there was and one. Yeah. yeah. That's, the, That's like, coming the up town soon, over, actually. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just near here. Yeah. And um, so I was about 15, I guess, at the time, and... Um, I met a couple of other young people my age playing sort of folky stuff, yeah. trad stuff. Yeah. And so we sort of got into it together. And that's um, Nicola and Corinne, who are also playing a, a, a trio with. Got started out playing a lot of Irish tunes and going to all the Irish sessions around Melbourne when we moved there after high school. And um, Those were a lot more common. And still yeah, are a lot more common, of, right? Yeah, yeah, there's heaps of Irish sessions around Melbourne and, um, yeah, all over Australia, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So when, like, uh, were you playing... My impression <laughs> is that you, at this point, mostly play, like, Appalachian old-time fiddle music. Or do you play well, other... I, I got into that later, actually. Yeah. I started out playing more um, Irish, Irish stuff, and then I got yeah. into old-time the same way, I guess, like, going to... Um, the old time session in Melbourne with Craig. With Craig, Woodward. very good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's been going a long time. Yeah. Every Saturday, and um, yeah, got into got into it that way. And started going to the Yarra Junction Fiddlers Convention and things like that. The Guildford Banjo Jamboree. Uh huh. All of those. <laughs> very good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. What? 
what drew you to to playing old time fiddle? And you also play banjo, and I'm assuming probably also guitar, right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. like, yeah. What what caught your attention about it? Um, not sure. I just liked liked the groove of it. Yeah. Yeah, and it was very again a welcoming crew of people that were um, you know generous with their music and yeah brought us welcomed us into the the scene and taught us tunes and I think that's that. what it is for a lot of people it's, it's just, yeah, just the, the music itself is great mm. but everything else surrounding it yeah yeah <laughs> yeah sort of keeps you interested mm, yeah where do you find like your tunes um are you a person who I, le- learns from recordings or do you just learn from people that you meet or like a mix or? a mix of everything all yeah. of those like earlier on it was more just learning tunes from people because we didn't have um as much access to internet stuff back then i guess didn't exist I did. <laughs> I did. In your generation. Um, yeah, so I, I started out learning tunes directly from people, I guess, more than anything. And then, um, and that was when we were living in Melbourne. So yeah. that was, you know, easy access to a lot of great players. And, yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I guess since moving out to the country again, I've learned more from recordings because we don't sort of get out as much. Um, do, you, do you get to still uh, play with your folks at all? Like, Mum and Dad? Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, not old-timey, so... I mean, Dad yeah, plays play the like fiddle. Bush, bush dance music and stuff with oh, them? Oh, kind stuff? of. Or a bit of everything. Irish, yeah. A bit of everything. Very cool. All sorts of stuff. I mean, mainly just singing songs around the house and, um, yeah. Their Your dad was pretty excited about the Black Sabbath album I bought in America. <laughs> <laughs> it's real folk music. Yeah, it's real folk music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we do... We actually, yeah have a lot of campfire sing-alongs yeah. with the family when we we catch up at festivals or go camping or what it, you know mm. family get-togethers it's great so they go to like do they go to some of the same festivals yeah as you yeah then? they're big festival oh, goers man. that's great yeah yeah <laughs> very cool mm. where did you uh where did you first hear Dungan? um from that clyde davenport the field recorders collective yeah. album which yeah they're great all of those yeah field recorders shout out to kelby yeah, yeah. 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 Cool. Yeah. Well, should we uh, should we get get this one going? Let yeah. me check my teeny real quick. Thank you. 
seems a lot of work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's worth it, though. It's fun, that one. Very good. Yeah. Good fiddling. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, Clint, how did you do... Um, how did you start playing music? Was this the first music you started playing? Or no, not at all. Were you playing no. bush dance music growing mm, up? Or? No, not exactly, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. I um, uh, used to travel a lot with the family when we were younger. We moved around the country a lot and stuff. And um, we settled in Adelaide for a little bit. And my dad bought a classical guitar home and started um, trying to teach himself Segovia and things. And, What's um, Segovia? Segovia is a classical guitar player. Okay. Yeah. I'm kind of uh, ignorant about that. Uh, I'm, music, so yeah. am I. I just remember that name because yeah. I heard it. So <laughs> it was like Segovia. I'm going to play Segovia. I'm going to play Segovia. I'm going to play Segovia. And then he, he found this tiny little um, kitty sized guitar that was a nylon string as well. And he brought that home for my older brother. And my older brother was quite a hypo sort of kid. So he was more interested in throwing it across the room than yeah. playing it. <laughs> so one afternoon, I, um, I wanted to do what daddy was doing. So, and not that I called him daddy, I used to just call him dad, but it sounds better saying I wanted to do what daddy was doing. Yeah, sure. And, uh, and so I, he taught me E&A, and um, there's a photo of me at that, that very day when I learned E&A, and, and he was quite impressed that I picked it up so quick. Yeah. And he basically just taught me just the basic, like, yeah. And then, uh, yeah. And then he said, but if you do this, I can solo over the top of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I learnt that and I learnt that in about I played it for about a week and then I never touched the guitar again till later on um, when my stepbrother sort of came into the scene my mum started seeing this other bloke years later all this stuff happened another story okay great I'm going to tell you about it right <laughs> no, now no let's dig in <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about your mum and I always had this old my dad used to work in films and that and there was an old guitar that they deliberately broke a neck and put it in um, in the back of the studio when Slim Dusty was meant to be recording, he worked on the Slim Dusty film thing, and um, and he brought it home and he he glued it and bolted the headstock back onto it and he just left it in my room and then went off. Oh yeah. And then, um, so I used to muck around with the E&A and just be silly on it, yeah. as everyone does. Um, and then uh, when my mum was getting together with my stepdad, uh, my stepbrother played guitar and we used to listen to Credence and ACDC cassettes in, oh, the, yeah. in, the, old, in the old cars. Um, up around Jamison Way and I used to it, it was like you know when you're that age like you know 13, 14 it's like yeah I can play all that yeah I know that album yeah yeah oh I can play that too yeah. well, I can play that better than that and, and yeah I know that solo and so I went home and I thought Shh, uh, I'm going to have to um, actually start learning the thing now because I've told him I yeah. can do all these things <laughs> so I started yeah so I started trying to teach myself and I got right in it and we used to put the phones in the old days before mobiles we used to get the handsets and we'd ring each other yeah. And he'd have his, when we finally moved up to an electric, and he'd have his electric, and he'd say, I've learnt this lick, and he'd put the phone oh, yeah. on the electric guitar, <laughs> and it'd amplify it through the phone to you. Oh, wow. And then, and then you'd sort of go, oh, hold on, see if this sounds like it, and then you'd try and do it, and we'd teach each other licks <laughs> over the telephone. Um, this is a really sweet story. <laughs> it's really sweet. <laughs> Tell me to stop whenever you want, but I can go no, on I forever. I like that a lot. Yeah. Oh, um, man. And, yeah, and then, and then it just went down that path from... From from uh, my dad always had records. And my mum always listened to a lot of Pink Floyd and a lot of soppy music on the on the headphones, and so we used to use the TV aerials. And I get the cricket bat out. This is sort of around the same time, and I'd act out with the aerial of the TV. Yeah. My rock uh, Yeah. Rock um <laughs> dreams. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, where does the cricket bat come in? Pretending it's a guitar. Uh, pretending it's a guitar. Okay, yeah. great, great. Yeah. Good. 
<laughs> yeah. And uh, so, yeah, I just wanted to be a rock and roll guitar player. And it sort of it got a bit difficult playing what I wanted to play. I couldn't do it. So I said to my dad, I think I don't want to be a guitar player. I just want to be a bass player and sit in the background and do nothing until I got older and worked out the bass players do actually do a lot. Yeah. And he turned around <laughs> and he just turned around and looked at me. And I remember I was in the car and I said, oh, it's too hard. I just want to play bass. And he turned around and looked at me and said, you don't want to be a bass player. <laughs> All right, I won't be a bass player then. <laughs> so that's, and then, yeah. So I, music was basically rock and roll for yeah. as long as whatever. And then I was living in the pub. And I, I like blues and rock and that, it all intertwined. So I was aware of country and old-timey yeah. music and banjos, and I loved it all, listened to it all. Uh, used to try and write daggy country songs with funny lyrics and things. And um, Craig started the session at the Loman. Um, I never really went to the sessions at the other places. I didn't stray far from this hotel for this quite a while. This is the Lomond Hotel the Lomond in Hotel East, in East Brunswick. Brunswick. Melbourne. G'day yeah. to the Nagels. Um, and I, I ended up in between places and had to live upstairs unofficially for, for a little while. And the session was always down. And a friend of ours, Peter Holmes, and I'd met Kat previously at festivals and things beforehand, Yarra Junction, Fiddler's Convention and things like that. And um, he told me that he's got Cat's, Catherine, or he used to call you Catherine then. Catherine's got a new banjo, so um, I've got her old one. Do you want me to bring it for you? Because I used to muck around on instruments in the session. And he brought it down. And then I had a banjo and I had an excuse to move away from the bar and sit in the session. Yeah. Because I, I thought a rock guitar player, you don't want a rock guitar player oh, yeah. in this session. <laughs> so I'd try and play banjo and that's that got me. And from there it just, yeah. You get sucked in. Yeah. 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 And then one thing's like, yeah. 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 <laughs> that's what you do. Before you know it. Yeah. Do you still play rock guitar at all? I he do. Does. Not as often. Very but. good at it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Very good. <laughs> uh, it'd be good to do it more often. But um, yeah, this is this this sort of music's more social. Uh, I don't know. It's um, uh, you get to see a lot more and do a lot more rock and roll guitars. More, a lot of work, not a lot of rewards, yeah. and there's. So many people out there who think they're the best guitar players on the planet. <laughs> I just figure I just will be the best guitar player on the planet and I don't have to go out and prove it. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Smart. Yeah. yeah. So. But, but there the, were yeah. also was that period of time where you played um, that like Delta Blues yeah, yeah. slide stuff. Well, I guess that, yeah, that was I, a stepping stone from the electric rock and roll. Him anyway. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> It's sort of step from the electric rock and roll into the... I, I really wanted to get into that Delta Slide blues playing, and that sort of was the bridge into the old-timey. As a friend, Mick Cameron, who used to play in a band, Sandylands, and he was part of Craig's band back in the in the day, and we used to hang around and talk all the time, and, and you slowly creep into to his music, and yeah. like mm -hmm. you're sitting around fires and playing, and then you're sort of, oh, how do you do that? And then, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's very welcoming, so... Mm. Um, I started cheering up and playing music again. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> Very yeah. good. So there you go. But I won't go on about those stories. No. no. Well, no. next time, let's play another tune and then yeah. I want to ask how, how you two met. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> let's do this. I don't love nobody. Well, let me get into C real quick.
such a cheery song for such a like yeah. <laughs> shitty attitude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's funny so that great. <laughs> Okay, we're still rolling. Good. Uh, yeah. How did you two meet? <laughs> Was it you watching him do Delta Blues? Is that like when you I, first saw yeah, Clint? Yeah. yeah. I guess that's when I first. Well, yeah, he did this solo res- residency at the Lomond Hotel. On Sundays for before Sandyland for about three years or so. Yeah. And, um, yeah, that's, I guess we, well, I can't remember where we first met, but I remember that. Well, I remember when I first saw you. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, we had, um, there's a bloke called Tony Hargraves who does the sound um, uh, at the Lomond, and he played in a band called the Whirling Furfies, and the, uh, Basically, he needs to be looked after, so um, they organised for me to drive him to uh, for the free ticket to the national, uh, not the national, the Port Ferry Festival. So I was like his minder, his babysitter, get his drinks, drive him, yeah, make sure he woke up to get to the gig and things like that. And uh, I'd met the twins before I'd met Cat, and the twins like because they're very the girls that I played girls, in a yeah. trio with that are yeah. yeah, they're very yeah. vocal, so they um. They they got around the town and yeah. got, got to any anybody who played music they'd they'd uh you know want to know things and talk yeah and um uh, I was down and, and I saw them walking towards me and there was a, the girl in the back which Cat was always the other one the, the nut twin the, the, <laughs> the other one was always sort of slight, slightly in the back in between them and whenever they saw someone they knew they would they would pounce on them and Cat was sort of there and I kept on going who's that who's that yeah, <laughs> yeah. so that's when I first saw Cat but um, yeah we sort of in, in in the music scene in Melbourne, you sort of bump into people and you, you sort of you see each other around and stuff. And yeah. but we first sort of properly spoke at Yarra Junction about four years before we even got together. Mm. Um, but I think we sort of started to get to know each other a bit better when we were learning the banjo. Yeah, so that kind of yeah. you're both learning when, banjo at the same time. Yeah, from um, yeah. Pete Holmes, who yep. Clint mentioned before, a friend of ours. He um, kind of showed us claw hammer and a few little things. Yeah, he's corrupted a lot of Melburnians into playing banjos. Very good. Yeah, which is good. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, and then, um, yeah, there's just a little patch. It was after after sort of around the time Mick Cameron, the guitar player I mentioned before, played with Craig, and he died recently, and I don't know whether it was because of what was going on at the time, but there was certain groups of us that, random groups of people from that scene who started gravitating to little, like, let's get together and sit around together and that yeah. and, I, mm. and so Pete had always been encouraging me and I thought he was trying to get me together with Cap but <laughs> I, I think he, it wasn't that at all but yeah uh, <laughs> you pro- were just projecting that I was, yeah. that's what yeah. you were thinking yeah. about yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm. it's and like so, I have a mixed blessing yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and so we, we just yeah we started hanging out more and getting to know each other more and yeah. uh, and that's about as far we as we were I, looking for a housemate <laughs> in our shared yeah, house that's right. we? and you yeah. came around for dinner Mm. And yeah, um, this we is a good one. Liked each other. Yeah, at that yeah. point, and then um, went out for dinner and never left. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. yeah, yeah, we did. Two birds and one stone. You weren't thing, our yeah. housemate in the end. You just no, ended no. up my fella. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just went around, me. went around to yeah. rent a room and have dinner and um, mm. yeah. Ended up not having to rent the room and yeah. having a lot more dinners. <laughs> it worked out pretty well for yeah. you. Very good. Yeah. <laughs> so you started a band after? You yeah. Started yeah. Playing, yeah, like, yeah. There was yeah. no intention of that at the start. Yeah. yeah. So that, uh, there was a, f- a few um, get-togethers with uh, ladies before that. 
that um, were generally like, oh, you play guitar, I'd love to learn guitar. And that was like a code for, hey, come and teach me guitar. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> and you, worked, you soon worked out, they didn't want to know how to play guitar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, Kat already knew how to play guitar, so she couldn't use that line. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, should we do this uh, Rain and Snow? Yeah. Um, so this is a murder ballad. Yeah. Yeah, and you like singing this song. Yeah. Do you like singing murder I, ballads in general? I do. Yeah. I find them really fascinating. Yeah. Um, yeah. This this particular one is um, interesting because it's sort of written. I mean, a man who murders his wife. Yeah. But it's written from his perspective, so he's sort of telling the telling the story, and and now I'm singing it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's a really interesting character. He's sort of like, as far as I can tell, it's just a fragile ego thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And there's lots of different versions from, um, with, like, this one's not as graphic as some. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I learnt this, this it's not version a procedural. from procedural. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, good. <laughs> it's just the suggestion of it. But yeah. um, this, is, this one's from Obrey Ramsey. I liked his. His version was a lot different to what I'd heard before, and I just liked it. So, Obrey. Obrey Ramsey. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, from North Carolina. Yeah. He was a ballad singer, Madison County, I think. So this is uh, this is Cat starting in on the on the banjo for the people listening at home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't stray much from the guitar. There's the occasional banjo tune, but yeah. yeah. I tend to do what I'm told. <laughs> okay. It's good quality to have. <laughs> Perfect for a duo. <laughs> Oh, 
and we do do other ballads that um, involve other instances, not just by men to women. There's women to men. There's women to babies. There's like yeah. Not, not, that, we do, not that we do a lot of equal murder. opportunity yeah, yeah. murder yeah, yeah. balancing. Yeah. It's very good. Covering all the bases. Yeah. Appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. Very good. So. We covered your stories individually, how mm-hmm. you met, and you started a band, and you have been Cat and Clint. Where do people find your music? Um, on, well, well we a- don't have anything online yet, but we're going to set up a band camp. Oh, very good. Digital download thing. Yeah. We've just um, recorded a an album, a new album that's going to be on vinyl next week. We get it, I think. Yeah, hopefully. Oh, good. And that, was, um, that was actually a really fun, interesting recording process. We did the whole analog, um, yeah, like re- straight to tape, and then no auto tune, no, <laughs> yeah. yeah, all live, yeah. no quantizing, yeah. yeah, which was a different. Like we hadn't really record. I mean, we sort of did the last album that way, but but it, then it went through a lot of digital process to. But it's to, sort of interesting yeah. just to. It was a good record project. live and just accept all the yeah you know. Hmm the funny notes and the we tried to keep it um as close to the old way of doing it from um straight through a cbs microphone straight to reel to reel uh the reels were spliced into side a and side b and then it was mastered (coughs) straight back onto a reel the reel goes straight onto the lathe yeah onto the um press and then the the Mm. is it the metal the disc the metal Pressings. Like the mold. Yeah, yeah the, it goes straight onto that and then straight onto the vinyl. So it's wow. all the way through. It's it's as analog as you can possibly get these days, and Amazing. it was um, an interesting project. Yeah. 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 It's weird that there's not more old time music done in a sort of audiophile like yeah. uh, way. There's so mm. there's just a lot of just CDs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> People just passing out CDs. Was, so that's really cool. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it yeah. costs money, but the money money comes. It's cool it that you put in the we time to do, to do that. We've yeah. always wanted to do that. So yeah, yeah. Well, we yeah. weren't going to America. And we listened to a lot of old records this year. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> we had a little spare money, not yeah. much, but a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Everyone, make sure that they um, get that money back and more so. So yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, I guess by the time you have stuff online, I'll. Um, I'll release this around that time. So hmm. then I'll I'll yeah. mention in the outro. Stick around afterwards for the outro to Should learn be how to find the find the album. Mid late October, hopefully. Well, hopefully we get the, the vinyl by next week. But and then um, we're going to organise <laughs> the download cards and yeah. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. Thanks so much for being on the show. Well, Thank thanks you so much for yeah. having us. Yeah. What are we going to do for our last tune? I reckon we'll do the Lost Hornpipe. Okay. Okay. So Clint gets to play a bit of banjo. This oh, yeah. is another Kentucky tune. Oh, yeah. Too, yeah. yeah. Can I have a pick as well? Yep. There's only a few banjo tunes I get to sort of do in our sets. But um, uh, when we were over there last time, I did the banjo course with um, John Haywood in Kentucky. Yeah. And I uh, started getting into the two-finger picking a bit. We're not going to do that right now, but... um. I always want to do more banjo in our sets, and I was always told, well, you've got to play banjo to do more banjo, so I made yeah. sure I, I learned a couple of songs. You have to be a real witch. You <laughs> didn't say that you said that. <laughs> but who else? Kind of, you kind of just admitted. Yeah. <laughs> so now I get to play a couple of banjo songs more than I used yeah. to. <laughs> you've, you're, you're yeah. allotted a lot of banjo songs was great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Okay. Fiddles next. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So this is the lost lost hornpipe. Clint's new record, The Days That Used To Be. That's available at catandclint.bandcamp.com. And make sure to like and follow them on Facebook so you'll be the first to know about upcoming shows and new releases. You can also visit their website at catandclint.com. Get Up In The Cool is listener-supported. If you enjoy this show and want to make sure I can afford to keep making it at this rate, visit getupinthecool.com and click the button that says Patreon. Then choose a support level that works for you and get its corresponding reward. Throw in a little, and I'll give you an on-air shout-out. Throw in a little more, and you could get access to the bonus track blog, where I post the extra tune that my guests and I play for each episode, including this one. At higher levels of support, you could join me for a monthly online banjo workshop, or download the whole Get Up In The Cool tune archive, featuring every tune and song ever played on the show, including the bonus tracks, tagged and separated from the dialogue for your listening convenience. Again, that's getupinthecool.com, then click the button that says Patreon. I also offer the show's exclusive bonus content in bulk at a discount. Just go to getupinthecool.com and click the link that says store. Shout out to Get Up In The Cool's newest supporters, Jonathan Cryer and my new BFFs, Flick and Jackie, who hosted me for a few days last week and will be featured on an upcoming episode. Thank you all so much for keeping the show going. It really does mean a lot. Another way to support the show is to purchase a telegram if you'd like me to read a message on air for another listener of the show. 
You can also purchase a promotional telegram and I'll read ad copy for your business, festival, or crowdfunding campaign. You can purchase those by going to getupinthecool.com and clicking store. By the way, big thanks again to Elderly Instruments for sponsoring this episode. You can visit their website at elderly.com. If you're unable to support Get Up In The Cool financially, please consider spreading the show around to people who might. I'm releasing a video for every episode, so if you like, follow, and join the Get Up In The Cool Facebook page and group and share the video posts, a lot more people will hear about the show. If you want to book me for your square dance, festival, or music camp, go to getupinthecool.com and click contact. Also on that website are links to my albums, including Get Up In The Cool Volume 2, which is now available as a CD or digital download. I have another podcast called Think Outside the Box Set. It's a comprehensive and irreverent music review show, and it's available wherever podcasts are found. If you're having trouble finding anything I mentioned in this outro, it's all linked in the show notes on your device, my website, and the Get Up in the Cool Facebook page and group. That's all for now, friends. Thanks for listening. Come back same time next week to Get Up in the Cool.